0: This podcast is brought to you by Onit. Go to onit.com and look at the great selection of supplements. If you find something you like, press in code Joey and get 10% off delivered right to your house. What's happening, you bad motherfuckers? It's Wednesday, the 22nd of June. The joint is brought to you by Stamps. Com. When you're running a small business, every second counts. Why take time out of your day to go to the post office when you could be using stamps.com instead? Make mailing and shipping quick, easy, and cost effective with stamps.com. I've been with StampScot.com now for close to 12 years. My wife and I are very happy with it. My wife, it's easy for her. She weighs everything right here in the fucking her office, puts it out, puts the arm up on the post office box, and pim pam poom, my package is out. And delivered. Stampscott.com gives you access to all the post office UPS shipping services you need right from your computer. Save up to 30% from USPS rates and over 80% off UPS. All you need is a regular computer and a printer. That's it. No special supplies, no equipment. You'll be up and running in minutes. So stop wasting your time and start moving start saving money when you use stamps.com to mail and ship print official postage for any letter any package anywhere anytime no long-term commitments or contracts i'm gonna hook you up with a promo deal a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale you ready for this it's free That's right. Just use promo code Joey. Go to stamps.com right now. Click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code Joey and start saving money and doing great for your small or large business, whatever it may be. The joint is also brought to you by CBD Lion. Guys, in the world of CBD, the lion is fucking king. Whether it's the gummies, the Delta 8 tincture, the Delta 8 gummies, the kinesiology tape, the cream. Listen, CBD Lion's got something for everybody. Just a little bit of CBD tincture before you go work out will make a huge difference in your workouts. But don't take it from me. Go to cbdlion.com. Read the third-party lab results. When you see something you like, boom! Pressing code JOEY or JOINT and get 20% off your first order at CBD Lion. Let's get this party started. I got Jimmy Florentine in the house today. happening, you bad motherfuckers! It's the what the fuck is it? The twenty second of June. It's a beautiful Wednesday. My guest today is fucking rock knowledge here, Mr. Jimmy Florentine,
1: New Jersey Zone. What's going on, Tarzan? You know, I would I never knew when I was a kid reading the back of these albums that it would be useless. I always thought this information was useless. Like, what? Who? Who was the original bass player on this album? And then later on, it was I actually needed that knowledge. It paid off. (laughs) Who would have thought?
0: It's really crazy how I read all the liner notes and all the hotels they stayed at. Like, who the nerd? (laughs) You know, because Van Halen especially always thanked the Sheridans. If you look at the back of a Van Halen (laughs) album, it always says thanks to the Sheridans or whatever. So in your mind, you're like, fuck, when they come to New York. I'm gonna stalk the Sheridans. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. They stayed on fifty second and seventh one year. I was a bartender and I heard about all this shit they were doing. So it's kind of weird when you read all those liner notes, like when I don't know what I was talking about the other day with somebody and I said, Oh yeah, Phil Mogg. I don't even know where that came name came from. That's the guy from UFO.
1: Yeah, the singer from, the UFO, singer from yeah. UFO.
0: I don't even know where that came from. Now what what benefit? By knowing the singer or UFO, how does that can kind of apply to daily life? It doesn't. It like, you know, knowing the five members of ELO or whatever the fuck it is. But when you're a kid, you think that's special. You read all that stuff, and then one day you grow up, and now this is what you do.
1: Yeah, I never thought it would pay off. I mean, you know, look, if you were into heavy metal when you were younger, there wasn't a lot of girls that were into it. So if you wanted to get laid they didn't care that Judas Priest just lost their drummer and they got a temporary one for the tour. No, nah,
0: they didn't give a fuck. You know, that. but
1: that's all you wanted to talk about. A, I remember going to a party. I'm like, you know, Metallica might break up. I'm like blabbering to these girls like, what are you talking Get away from me, you weirdo. That's fuck? all I could talk about. I didn't care about anything else. You know, so then you had a... So so you stayed in your room on Friday and Saturday night and you listened to the record, so you hung out with your guy friends no girl is going to come over because, you know, Screaming for Vengeance just came out. You're, you and your friends are all going to listen to it in someone's basement. They got other things to do. Yeah, girls don't like that shit. Right. So you just know, like, if you're in the metal, you're, you're a loner, you're a weirdo, you're socially awkward, you know, because that's all you did. And, and then we grew mustaches. I don't know if you guys did this. So we look older. So we're like 16, 17. We all grew mustaches so we can get served beer. So we go to a liquor store, and like, all right, we won't even ask for ID. He's got a mustache. So we had these bad mustaches, and we're the heavy metal, so we were not getting laid at all with zero interest from any girl.
0: <laughs> I still to remember putting mascara on my mustache oh my God. to make it look thicker. <laughs> That's a good idea. And then if you wanted to pool, the <laughs> mascara ran like a fucking dodo. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I, dog, you use everything you can. I'm one of those Cubans. Every Cuban is fucking hairy. I'm the only Cuban that it takes a fucking year and a half just to, to grow a mustache. So I would mascara it up on Friday nights to go out and get beer or whatever. This is the shit you do as a youngster to get over, guys. And yeah, girls don't listen. I, I learned early on, like 81, 80, I learned that you were not going to put on hellbent for leather and pick up no girl. And that's why I got into the B-52s. When the B-52 album came out, that gave all of us an out. There was a little heavy guitar, so we always had an out. That Quaalude yeah. music, when you go down, down. That <laughs> With the Quaalude, you got down. After you got down four or five times, with Quaaludes, the last time you weren't getting back up. You were just down. Yeah. Right. Down. <laughs> like, what happened? Nothing. The Quaaludes got me so. It's so weird how that's... I still remember specifically... Them and the cars. The cars, yeah. Chicks loved Candy O. It, it fucking, eat, you know, I love Candio, Honestly, honestly. I don't want you guys to think I like Candy because it picked up chicks. I'm not gonna. I like that album. It just came out. June of. It, I just saw it. It was the anniversary. 79. Seven, is, probably around 79. Yeah, 79. That was June serious. of 79. The cars saved my ass. You were not gonna pick up a chick listening to Let It Skin It even if you put on fucking you know the only song you had any hope of getting laid at a party was love hurts by nazareth and if you put love hurts on it broke my fucking heart i had to leave anyway as soon as love hurts love hurts is our generations every rose has its fucking thorn both those songs i want to shoot myself when i fucking hear them I like the guy from Poison, but if I've ever seen him I'm gonna beat him with a fucking rose. Because that song is fucking horrid. They're just then Bon Jovi came along. I'm sorry with uh Never Say Goodbye. Yeah, that ballad. Chicks yeah. love all that shit, you know. That that was it. That was it. That's the only saviour you had. But if you put on Screaming for the Helmet, you were in no danger. If you put on the one before that, you know, Golden Anlos, all that shit point of no return whatever right. chicks didn't like all that shit
1: no they definitely didn't um yeah the b-52s was big and then when bon jovi see i grew my hair long my friends were from bands they go, listen shave that bad mustache off and grow your hair long you look awful <laughs> so then i grew my hair long i shaved the mustache off so whatever bon jovi did with his hair i did with my hair so i'm like okay he's got it this way i'll got it this way then i had to scruff kip wing i had to scruff I did that, and then when Bon Jovi cut his hair in, like, 93, I'm like, well, then I got to cut my time hair. Time to cut your hair. Time to cut my hair, so then I did it. but I and then So it still worked for me once I grew that hair long. It was unbelievable. I didn't have to listen to the B-52s to pretend I like Flock of Seagulls anymore.
0: No, I didn't like Flock. I saw Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> like the Go-Go's. The Go-Go's got a little pussy, but they didn't bust out the fucking 82, 83, right? The Go-Go's were, my lips are sealed. That does me no fucking good. You know what I'm saying? Your lips are sealed later. (laughs) I got a long island iced tea with your name on it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But it's fucking crazy (laughs) how you had, then I had to go to discos. I remember still going to discos, and they weren't top on my priority, but that's where the girls were.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. You had to dance. I, I went in the New Wave for a couple of years, you know, when like the Flock of Seagulls, Thompson Twins, all that stuff hit MTV. I'm like, look, I got to get some pussy. So I, before I grew my hair long, I went to do it, it. was hanging out in like New Wave clubs, New Wave night, Wednesday night, dancing with girls and trying that 52s all that stuff. But, you know, I got a little, but then once once metal hit MTV and all those hair bands, I was like, that's, that's the look yeah. I'm taking. And uh, you know I started doing comedy at the time. And that's when like, Leave Bob Levy was already headlining and Rich Voss, they're already headliners. And I would just do shows and just cause I had like long blonde hair, all these girls would come up and talk to me, especially in Pennsylvania. It was great cause they were like five years behind of what was really going on. So my looks <laughs> fucking fit right in. So these guys would take me to like, you're like, oh, my God, the guy's, you know, all of a sudden, all those pussies around after the show. I'm going to bring this guy in the road. I wasn't ready. I had, like, three minutes. They're like, just do 10. Or I'll try. So uh, they would just bring me just so I'd attract girls. But then sometimes I would get laid, and they would, and they were the headliners. You know, Voss and Levy were doing an hour and killing. I was doing, like, seven minutes up front. I remember Levy one time, he goes to girl, did you see his set, and you still want to talk to him? <laughs> It was fun. It was my college years because I didn't go to away to college. So, you know, that's when you get get all that shit out of your system. So I did it in, you know, late 80s, early 90s. And then I started to get my shit together around 93, 94. I cut my hair. I'm like, all right, I got to take this stuff serious. Yesterday or the day before, well, let me tell you this story. Like, Father's Day,
0: I, I went for Jackson. And on the way down there on Ozzy's Boneyard, Invasion of Your Privacy came on, you know. uh right the The main song from it, uh, lay it down, lay it down, yeah. And it, that was my album in '85, and I'm like, holy fuck! Rat was already on their second album before Bon Jovi's first album, like, like Rat hit before John Bon
1: Jovi, yeah.
0: Because Bon Jovi hit with Runaway. What year was that?
1: That was like 82, but it, was, it was a minor But it was, it was a minor hit. It was a minor hit. And right. then he had the second album, uh, 7800 Degrees Fahrenheit, that didn't do that well. She Don't Know Me. And there was right. one yeah. other song, but it, that wasn't big either until no. New Jersey came out and You Give Love a Bad Name. Yeah. That was it, you know, and that that album is what broke. I thought up. it was slippery when wet. I'm sorry, slippery, slippery when wet, wet. That's it. Yeah, slippery. New Jersey's
0: and wet. not bad, but it ain't. Right. Slippery that was when the fourth wet. one, right, but the right. third
1: one was hit. The first two were just like yeah. He's like, ah, eh, it was all right, but then that you know, slippery when wet came out, and that was it. And then Keith Ross the other day was talking about a club where Zach
0: Wilde was the busboy, and Bon Jovi met his wife there, and that's
1: where Richie Sambora Casanovas. It was Some, probably on Route 35 well, in Sayreville. There was, was a bunch thing? of there was a place called Mingles. No, another one. Uh, club 35. Then there was Art Stock's Playpen that I worked at. It was the Art Stock, the Birch Hill. I'm not sure which club it was, but it was definitely he, this probably is what on Keith that Ross strip.
0: Was when Richie Sambora came back and said, "You got to listen to our fucking album," and he listened to the first three songs, and he knew that something was going to happen with Bon Jovi, and he just said that this place was just legendary. Like it was somewhere that was just fucking Bon Jovi met his wife there. She was the bartender. You know, just fucking
1: Zach Wow was a bus boy. Yeah, and Zach Zack grew up in Jackson and he is he married his, you know, high school sweetheart. She was from Jackson too. Zach grew up in Jackson. He grew up, up in Jackson, New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. No, it was, no. Uh, that, it was called Modern Times back then. There was a bunch of different names, but I don't think that was the place either. Well, you know how my brothers are ball busters. You know my brothers. Right. Just con- So I was telling you about the Bon Jovi look. So we're down in Long Beach Island at this place on vacation, and I got the long hair, and we're at this bar on like a Monday night. It's packed. And I went to the bar to go get drinks, and they, some girl goes, is, is that Bon Jovi over there? They thought, it was me. and then of course my brothers like, yeah, that's him. They're like, that's Bon Jovi. He's like, yeah, listen, he's here on vacation. Don't really bother him. Just go up and say hi. Don't make a big deal. And they're like, oh, go, we could say hi. He goes, yeah, go say hi to him, but just be, you know, be nice. Don't cause a commotion. Next thing I you know, these girls are coming over. Hey, are you Bon Jovi, and I'm like. Yeah, you know, just thinking they're going to bust me in a second. The girl thought it was Bon Jovi. I started talking to her. Then everybody else started talking. I had to leave the club because it was getting so crazy. Like, Bon Jovi's over there. He's over there. And I went to walk into a car when I'm making out with her. And she's like, I can't believe I'm making out with John Bon Jovi. I'm like, eh, what are you going to do? Is that wrong that I did that? No. That's fun. Fun. But my brothers did that. They go, that's Bon Jovi over there, of course. And I just said yes, and I'm thinking, I did it at the comic strip one time in New York City. I had the long blonde hair, curly blonde hair, and w- one guy's like, are you the singer from Led Zeppelin? I'm like, yeah, but just keep it quiet. Just keep it quiet, I'm just here to see some comedians. They're like, oh my God, oh my God. And this was before cameras, like he didn't have his phone to take a picture. I go, listen, yeah, just keep it quiet, man. I'm just, yeah, I, I love stand-up comedy, I'm in New York. I didn't mean why I had the same jersey, I didn't have a, br- I didn't have a British accent or anything. <laughs> It's like the story when Don't I sold, know.
0: I sold the guy a membership to the mob. To what? To the mafia. Right. I even gave him a membership. Yeah. <laughs> he kept telling me, "I want to be in the mob. How do I do it?" I go, "That's easy. I'll make a call for you. You have to fill out an application. It's like two thousand dollars initiation. He gave it to me. And for months he would say, "Did you hear anything from them? I nah. Haven't heard anything. Right." Yeah, almost
1: like it's it's good. now it's good if you don't hear anything. Right, that means they like you. You're protected. I mean, I <laughs>
0: this was 1995. He still calls me once a year, and somewhere in the conversation, he'll go, "Hey man, I never heard from those guys."
1: Really? And what do you say? I, I don't even. I, just yeah, the just fact, like that, but you know, just the fact. <laughs> right, that he yeah, hasn't asked me
0: for the. It he didn't ask me for the two G's back. Right, so I don't care. When he, once he asked me for the two G's back, then I just hang up on him. But until then, yeah. <laughs> until then, I'll keep talking, uh, 1995, it's over. That seven-year grace period went out the fucking window. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm not, the statute really, of limitations I, is over. Yeah, the statute of limitations is stupidity, because that's as dumb as you can be. <laughs> when he was counting the money out to me, I'm like, no, he's not. No, he's not. This has to stop somewhere. Like, <laughs> When is he going to go, you thought you had me? Ha-ha, I'm going to laugh right. and buy a gram of Coke. No. He gave me the two thousand, and then we hung out for like two months. And he was like, "Man, I can't wait to be in the mafia." I'm like, "Jesus Christ, this poor bastard!" <laughs> <retarded."> <laughs> <laughs> One thing about, that I'm really learning about, and I feel kind of embarrassed about, I came from Northern New Jersey, and we had the soap factory. Yeah, we had uh, hole in your pants, whatever hole in the wall, hole in the wall, yeah, whatever man. the fuck it was, you know. And those, and then I used to go see Sticky Fingers someplace. There was like three rock clubs up north, but the more I talk to you, the more I talk to your brothers, and fucking Keith Ross is great on Ozzy Boneyard, and he drops his knowledge. It's like I'm embarrassed. That I didn't, where the fuck was I for part of this New Jersey musical history, this fucking Metallica and Old Bridge? You know, like all this shit that you read about Dio's from
1: Jersey, ain't he? No, he's from, like, uh, Cortland, New York, okay, up by, like, something Syracuse, like that. I heard something about
0: D.O. in South Jersey. And Jersey just has such a fucking uh, history of music. Like, I had no idea. Even I just got a book about crime in New Jersey, and it chronicles, like, the 50s and 60s. That was huge music. Like, all those bands were on labels out of Jersey, the black bands and shit. I had no fucking idea music was so
1: big in New Jersey. Well, because when you were growing up, you stayed in your area. You stayed up in North Bergen of North Jersey. I was in Central Jersey. We stayed here. So I never really, I don't think I ever went to the Soul Factory to see Twisted Sister or any of those bands. I didn't go to the Hole in the Wall. I had a bunch of clubs around here. You know those those cover bands or you know would would play the same clubs, right. so I would just stay here. I would never drive up there. I'd go to the garden, to take the train in to see see a show. But so I think that's what you stayed in your area. We stayed. You had enough stuff going on there. You didn't have to come back down here.
0: Like somebody was telling me, they went to that place where they play music on the water that I went to see uh, Rod Stewart in '84. Remember, I was telling you they only have it open in the summertime. In the summertime, we offer the Meadowlands. PNC, the Garden, and then Nassau Coliseum. I guess now the Brooklyn with the Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, but Barclay then there's Center. another place, Jones Beach. Oh, Jones Beach on yeah, Long Island. Yeah, Long yeah, Island. A yeah. buddy of mine went to see Jules
0: two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Stu Finer, and he said that fucking high tide came, and that the fucking shoes, the sneakers, were all flooded. They had to put their feet up. Jules is up there playing the guitar with Galoshes on and shit. Really? <laughs> people getting electrocuted and shit like i love that place like i went to so many different venues yes we went to the garden i'm very proud of that and i went to the meadowlands to see the jacksons and i went to philadelphia to see but they had these little spots like you know seeing like aerosmith at the soap factory you know seeing like That group, that concert I told you about, when I went to Passaic, like, I went to see Missing Persons. At the Capitol Theater? Yeah. Yeah, that place was legendary. That place was good. You know, I went to see the Scorpions and Rainbow there. Like, when I was really young, I didn't know who to fight. I just went, you know, I like that, that, that. I like that fucking knucklehead, Richie Blackmore. And then he lost his mind. Have you seen him lately? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's. (laughs) Talk, he does not look good. If you go to a fucking Rainbow concert, bring a trick-or-treat fucking thing, like one of those pumpkins. When you see him, you think it's a fucking Halloween thing.
1: It's not good. Yeah, guys. he does some weird kind of music. I, forget, I don't even know what it's called, really? for, with his wife. And he got Rainbow back together, but with all like new players that no one knew of. He did like eight shows over in Europe, and now he's back to doing his, his, his little like thing. He has like a fucking mustache yeah. that he fucking tightens up and... Yeah, I don't know if he, he looks, looks like cool. a wizard.
0: Yes. Yes, he yeah. looks like fucking, he grew Dumbledore. up perfect to be what the fuck he wanted.
1: I don't know what's going on. I know it. the place you talk about, the Fountain Casino. That's what Keith Ross was talking about because that was a big place in, that Aber- a, yeah, he in Aberdeen. To, he talks route. about that a lot. That Fountain place held three. Twisted Sister would draw 3,000 people on a Monday night there. It was free admission. And they would do like three sets, like three hour sets on a Monday night. It was insane. So I was 15 years old. I was using my brother's ID. He was 21. I was 15. It didn't have a, a picture on it back then. The jersey didn't have the picture. It was great. One time I went to this liquor store to go get beer because I had, you know, and I put the ID on the counter, and a woman's like, "You're not Joe Florentine. That's my older brother." I go, "Yeah, I am." She goes, "No, you're not." I go, "I am." She goes, "You're not." She goes, "I'm Mrs. Murphy," and that was like Joe's best friend's mother. And I'm like, "Should I put the beer back?" I just, I just <laughs> left on the counter and walked out. I had no idea that it was his best friend's mom, but I, but I would get in at 15, you know, because they didn't have a picture, so I didn't know. I might just show it. They didn't The bouncer was like, wait a minute, you know, they had no clue. So I was seeing shows when I was a little kid. It was great. That's great. And then Jones Beach, you couldn't bring alcohol in there. You can only drink in the back, like this VIP area. You can't bring it back to your seat because it's some state park. It's, so we'd have to get, whenever I went to Jones Beach, you get those little plain bottles like Bacardi, stick them in your underwear, wear, make sure you wear tidy whities that day. Don't ever wear boxers. That's a rookie move. The tidy whities, you put them under your balls, stick, them, stick like four bottles in there, and you just get Cokes the whole day. Yeah, you your Diet Coke, go in the bathroom, pour it in. See, so if you get Manscaped underwears, the new ones have a pouch.
0: They could fit three fucking bottles. Oh, that's right. right by yeah, I thick. got the pouch one too. The pouch and the underwear,
1: cocksucker. See, Manscape is always ahead of the fucking game. Sorry about that. There no, because even now, you're, you're paying like $15 for a mixed drink at a concert. So bring that stuff in.
0: Look, I paid 20 for a frozen margarita at... In your Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, it's Citizens Bank. No, I'm not complaining at game. all. It was well worth the 20 bucks for the margarita, but wow. Yeah. Wow. Where has our fucking society gone for a margarita? It was tasty. I and got, it was I, 95 degrees that yes, day. Yeah, was, I didn't get buzz or anything. I went right through. I even gave my daughter a, a sip. And I keep asking her, You sure you didn't get drunk? She's like, No, nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just weird how. I was telling your brother, Dan. I go, you know, Led Zeppelin played forty-five years ago at nineteen seventy-seven at the Garden. Yeah, the anniversary was a couple of days ago, and the tickets were seven fifty to twelve fifty. Seven fifty to twelve fifty, and I'm looking at Paul McCarthy the other day at the Meadowlands, A.K.A. MetLife Stadium. And he wanted $1,000 for those fucking tickets, for like decent tickets to see Paul McCartney and Bon Jovi sing Happy Birthday. Like, I want to hear Happy Birthday again. I don't ever want to hear Happy Birthday at a fucking concert. No. And people (laughs) singing Happy Birthday for fucking Paul.
1: Yeah, he's 80 years old. He's 80 years old. No more birthdays. Happy
0: Birthday, Paul, but I ain't singing the... I'm done, you know, that Bruce Springsteen showed. Yeah. He played fucking, what's that song, that, Get Back? Or no, something.
1: Glory Days, his no, own song. No, oh, not, okay, he did I'm that. I'm not
0: paying a 1000 no. bucks to hear Glory Days or fucking Get Back or whatever. Hey Jude, I don't want to hear that shit. I want to hear some fucking, you know, I don't know, some John Lennon music. I don't fucking, though, do something. A $1,000.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know... That's what they're selling. Now, you know, Ticketmaster just did a thing where they're not charging you an extra fee. They're trying to compete with the, the other, you know, scalpers and all the other online places. So Ticketmaster, if you're going to buy a ticket like two hours before a show, you're not going to get that $60 convenience fee. And if you're buying four tickets, that's $240 extra So they waived that, which is great. So they're trying to bring the competition down, you know, like so these other venues will do it. StubHub and Vivid Seats is a million of them. It's just crazy where the price of, you know, I think all the, like I told your brother, I go, you
0: know, I went to see Rod Stewart. I went to see all these bands because I'm either going to take this $20 and blow it on cocaine or I might as well see Kenny Rogers. Let me just see what he's about. It doesn't matter. Let me see what Nazareth is about. Yeah. Now you can't do that. You know, I was telling you, like, I'm not paying. I, I saw Sammy Hagar 20 years ago. I kind of liked them. People were spitting at him in Philly. I didn't know what to think. But it's like, I'm not paying 600 bucks for those tickets. I love the art of live concerts. You know, I love all that shit. It's just such a rush. But the $600 paycheck just kills me. I went online the other day to look at Raging Against the
1: Machine
0: tickets. Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow. Five wow. nights at the Garden. Five and, uh, nights. Yeah, there's like single tickets for like 350 bucks, all over the place. But yeah, so, you know, it's a matter of you're going to pay. You bring two. I saw Billy Joel at the Garden, you know, a couple months ago. And, you know, two tickets was like $710 for the two with taxes and everything else. I got them late, but I was like, all right, whatever. I mean, I want to see him once, but it was, it was like 710 bucks for the two. That's How to get him online, you
0: 710 know. bucks. That's two car payments.
1: Yeah, it was like 360 $355 a That's ticket. That's two fucking
0: car payments. You know, and you go, yeah, I, I like these bands. Like, I told you I'm going to see two bands. I'm going to see Jelly Roll because he'll leave tickets for me, and I can really get into that, and I'm going to see Allison Chains. I finally want to go see Allison Chains at PNC over here. I'd like to go to Camden, too. I don't yeah. know. But those days just... I kind of like Fleetwood Mac. Let's go see, I don't know, if the chick was on tour or something. But what would stop me is as soon as I went for that ticket, that $400 ticket, how was an 18-year-old going to go to a concert? Again, I moved here so my daughter could kind of have the same childhood I had growing up. But you can't even, you know, you can't even fathom. These kids are going to have to rob a bank. To go see fucking, uh, they're gonna have to rob a bank.
1: Yeah, no, between
0: I, the fourteen, how much is the bus to the city
1: now? Thirty bucks. Yeah, it's thirty dollars round trip. Fifteen each way. Yeah, into the city. and that's not bad because if you drive, you're dropping forty with the price of gas and-, and the the tolls. Sixteen at the at the toll at the Lincoln Tunnel, then also the turnpike tolls. Wow. It's gotten fucking crazy. Yeah, well, the ticket price will go down. As soon as the demand, you know, when people aren't paying $400, bucks, they will lower it to $300, they'll lower it to 200 So all that stuff's going to go down as the economy tightens up. So, you know, all of a sudden these bands think they're going to get $450 for a ticket, you know, and then the people reselling them on those, those secondary markets, all that money's going to go way down soon. You know, we went to the Giant game, and that game was brilliant. In more ways than one. Just
0: going to Phillies against the Giants. And I'll tell you what was the most brilliant part of the day. I didn't feel gouged over the $70 ticket. I didn't feel gouged, you know. The the, the waters were five, you know. Again, that's not bad. There's seven. There's $10 waters, you know. The food was good. It was cheap. Sausage sandwiches. I kind of... Am I a Philly fan of the, of the team I don't know anything about them but the fucking feeling I had and I didn't feel out you know if I, I know if I go to a, a, a Yankee game it's going to cost me double that probably.
1: It's going to cost you 50 to 75 just to park close and you want to park close it's in a bad neighborhood so you, if you want to get real close it's going to be 75.
0: If you want to get kind
1: of close it's just 50. Yeah, steak sandwiches are
0: thirty dollars at the fucking Yankee Stadium. They're delicious. I heard they're fucking five stars. Like, you know, they got you. You're there. You know. But yeah. again, when I was a kid, I just fucking wake up today and go, dog. You know, the Mets are playing at one thirty. Really? Let me call my brother and see if he can drive us or not. We'll just go to Perth Amboy. That's where you go. You go to Perth and switch that fucking. Because uh, my friend went there the other day. Go to Perth Amboy. Switch it. Whatever, in the city, and it takes right. you right to the fucking Met game. Oh, right, the city field, yeah. The city yeah. field. But it's like, again, for me, I knew for $5, hours I'd get into a Met game or a Yankee game. You could stub your way in on a Tuesday. Who's at a fucking Met game on a Thursday? You know, the mech games get packed like anything else on the weekends. People want to take their kids and shit. You go to a Met game on a Tuesday, a Yankee game on a Tuesday, shit and fucking, or Nick game on a Tuesday. That was my favorite. Those Nick tickets were 15 bucks, bro. Try to get a Nick ticket for $15. You got
1: to blow the whole fucking team <laughs> for $15. fucking Well, see, and what we used to do is we always get tickets out front. So you always look for someone at the last minute. Someone couldn't come, right? They were coming with five. All of a sudden, two people said, we can't come. We have an emergency. So you look for that sucker, that guy that's not a scalper. You know what I mean? Like just walking and you wait and you, you, I got tickets. How much? I just want to get rid of them. Can you give me, you know, $50 more each No, but you're not going to sell them up there. I go, you might get arrested if you go up there because there's cops all over. You can't be scalping tickets. All right, just give me, just give me the face value. Beautiful. So you always look for those guys. You don't look for the professional guys. And then as, as it goes on, you go to the, you know, the first inning, second inning, they're basically giving them away. If you want to hang that long, the problem is if you have someone with you that's panicking, thinks they're not going to get in, then you got to get them in advance.
0: Yeah, I'm too old to panic. Like I want to know I'm going. Like I did, I did that a hundred times. Like let's just go see what happens. Right. Let's just go see what happens. And all of a sudden you're watching ACDC and Def Leppard. You know, let's just go see. But that's what you do when you're 15.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't that, care. You're, you're like, all right, we'll just go man. drink at a bar then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if the to. we will go to, we'll to beefsteak Charlie's across from the garden. I don't we'll want to go there and argue with people. Like, <laughs> like I remember that. I went to <laughs> Philly one time
0: and we went with like 12th row. And w- before we got in, my buddy was talking to someone. And all of a sudden he came back with six row center for Black Sabbath with deal. And I'm like, how the fuck did you do? You know, like you had, to, we had tickets. What possessed you to negotiate with somebody for six rows better? But there's guys that are really good at that. I used to break their balls too, but I don't want to be out there arguing with nobody now. I just want to walk in there and yeah. enjoy the fucking game and whatnot. But they kill you at these games. I always think about the American family. I all oh, like my friend said he paid a thousand dollars to go from LaGuardia to Oklahoma City.
1: A thousand dollars to go to Oklahoma. Jesus Christ! No, yeah, I mean, uh, the airline, yeah, it was like, it's like nine. I was, I'm booking flights for the fall right now, which I never did. And they're like, you know, to go to Dallas is like $780 from Newark. But if you fly at six in the morning, it's like five, five, ten. Like that's your options now. They just completely, the airline's trying to make as much money as possible before they have to bring down the prices when people stop flying. They're already down like three percent traveling like in the last month. So people are feeling it. They're not paying friggin' you know, $900 a ticket. I'm trying to go to Knoxville. I'm going to pay $909 for not even a round trip with a layover. So I just booked that uh, a Legionnaire. They they do flights. It's like, uh, it's uh, $79 each way. To Knoxville, direct flight one hundred and sixty. Why is United charging nine hundred and nine dollars? <coughs> and Allegiant's charging one hundred and sixty because Allegiant's fucking engine is kind of loose. Well, yeah, and I the know. landing gear <laughs> is all <laughs> no, fucked no, up.
0: No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you're paying seventy nine. <laughs> what right. time am I gonna get there? Uh. Well, I got, I got, I got both flights booked. So I got one United, I used my miles, and then I got the Allegiant Air one. So if the Allegiant Air, because there's only one flight out that day. They only fly to Knoxville on Tuesdays and Fridays. They don't, <laughs> so if there's one flight out, so if that flight doesn't go, you're fucked. So I have my United flight. I'm like, all right, we'll just figure it out that day. I'll cancel the other one. And Where the fuck is the Lion? Where does it fly? I don't know. They fly into Newark. They got some flights out of Newark. And where do they go? Well, one's going to Knoxville. We're looking at Knoxville, <laughs> so I'm taking crazy. it. Yeah, it's like seventy. It's 160 bucks round trip compared to 908 with United. Uh, and I got a connecting flight in Chicago. I got to connect out of Chicago too. I don't know about
0: a lion for 79. dollars
1: You might I'm get there. You know. You might get the right brothers. I figure I, I drove with so many drunk drivers over the year and I lived so far. So, if, you know, I'm figuring I'm going to make it with a legionnaire. I mean, At least get, the guy's going to be sober.
0: You get to the fucking airport and you see the guy spinning the fucking <laughs> thing in front. Like, we'll get this plane in those no times. You see him duct taping the wing and shit like Major League. You're like, no, oh, this is not going to fucking work. I'm always weary of those things. I'm always weary of flying. But when I see a cheap flight, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing?
1: Are we even going to get there? Well, yeah, like, I, you know, I I rarely, I usually just fly United, like Spirit. I'm like, you know, I can't get on one of those planes. Oh, it just bothers me. Just Yeah. I think Spirit, I flew them years ago, and they had
0: Sirius. One of those flights were like a shitty airline, but they had Sirius XM. Right. And I'll never forget, I got on there stoned to the gills, and I was listening to, like, disco something. And it was so fucking good. The students was like, we're going to land. It was one of those Atlanta flights. Okay. They have a special thing that flies to Atlanta. Not no more. This had to be 20 years ago. But I'm always weary of spirit. But the way that fucking uh, American, Delta, and all these other airlines have been, Southwest has been killing motherfuckers lately. Killing people. With delays and stuff. These motherfuckers advertise the summer sale. I saw it. Now, let me tell you something about Southwest. I enjoyed them. If you're going to fly two hours and less, Vegas, LAX, you know, Kennedy, fucking Buffalo, whatever, Newark, Buffalo, it's an hour to Southwest. If somebody's allergic to peanuts, you don't get peanuts for an hour. You're not going to (laughs) fucking die. You know what I'm saying? so it's Southwest put an ad out. For $49, and then three days later, they canceled 2,000 fucking summer routes. So after they took everybody's fucking money, you know, this shit concerns the fuck out of me. As you know, I got to take a plane Thursday to South Carolina to meet Bert and those guys. Yeah, And I swear to God, if I get to fucking Newark and they start that shit <laughs> of a seven-hour delay, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'll get in my car and meet them in Bristol, Tennessee. I might as well do that. I'm petrified about flying out of Dallas Monday. That after a fortnight where you lay your fucking soul on the stage, right. I'm gonna get to the fucking airport Monday morning. Gonna go, your flight's delayed till two in the afternoon. I'm and let me tell you something. I don't like Dallas that much. That's where Kennedy got shot. I'm not a big fucking fan no. of oh, Dallas. Shit. Nah, they always got a strike with me. As soon as I land in Dallas, I can smell the gunpowder. I still smell the fucking gunpowder by the trees and shit, whatever the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the grassy. No, I don't, you know. And Dallas is an airport that if you're not in shape, you're going to die. If you, oh, Uh, yeah. Chicago,
1: Detroit, Atlanta. Chicago, Detroit, Atlanta Airport, Atlanta's
0: a motherfucker. Detroit, they make you walk under the fucking airport with the lights and shit. Yeah, I know. At like seven in the morning, you think you're in the fucking (laughs) Twilight Zone. I'm going to see Sebastian Cabot from fucking uh, whatever. No, all those airports. So, Dallas, the only good thing about Dallas is you're eating good all day. They got the barbecue, they got the steakhouse in Dallas. (laughs) You get a little
1: massage. I think you take a shower in Dallas. And the, you're probably the hottest chicks in the country. In Dallas, yeah. I think, mean, yeah. Dallas
0: and, well, Houston, too. I like what well, You know what? As a kid, when you're young, you go like, yeah, there's a lot of hot chicks down there. I got to tell you something. There's a lot of hot chicks everywhere. There's a lot of hot. I went to the Osteria last Tuesday. I was blown the fuck away. I'm a married dude. I'm old. I'm not gonna hit on somebody young. What right. am I gonna? You just scar them when you show them that fucking. I was looking at my dick the other day before I went in the shower. It looks like an art bark now. Really? Like, it looks like an art bark. The way the <laughs> the head, the turtleneck, the uncircumcised skin
1: rolls in there. Right. It's just, like, I, I wouldn't show that to anybody. You're. I didn't know you were uncircumcised.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh yeah. So Jew. it's definitely
1: gonna. So it won't come. It's almost like it won't come out of its shell. No, you're like a shy turtle. Yeah, you dick. It's kind of weird. You got to pull the skin back.
0: I used to hide shit in there. Grams of blow and stuff in the skin. Fucking tremendous. Fool clean <laughs> But it's fucking crazy how I went to the Osteria the other night and I went to George and I go, George, you got to start coming down here. Look at all these beautiful women over forty. Where'd we go? Uh, I went somewhere last week and I'm like. There's great looking women everywhere now. There's always going to be great looking women. There's going to be bad looking women. But there's great-looking fucking women down here in Jersey.
1: I know. I just remember going to Dallas for the first time, oh. you know, 15, 20 years ago. And then all of a sudden, there was hot women, and they were nice to you. You know, New Jersey, they're not nice to you. You know what I mean? Like, you can barely get a hello. Hi, how are you? They're just like, what? what, what are you? I'm married. I'm like, I just said hello. But there, they were nice, and they almost it's, you almost take it the wrong way. Like, this chick's into me. Like, no, that's, that's just the way they are. So I just couldn't believe they were hot and nice. Me too. Houston was the one place that always shocked
0: me. The South has always shocked me. How women will talk to you. And, you know, when you're young, you're like, fucking, why is she talking to me? Do I have a chance? Then you figure it out. You don't have a chance with everybody. People are just fucking nice sometimes.
1: How many times did you go, try to hit on a woman, like, and you got the wrong idea and she wasn't interested? Like, you go to kiss her? And she's like, no, 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 I'm just. You ever get that where she just turns her head? And you feel like a piece of shit afterwards. Yeah. you like, ah. It's been thirty years, twenty five right, years. Yeah, when no. you got, My first know. girlfriend like sixth seventh grade, she broke up with me because she said I didn't know how to kiss. So I said, Listen, man, don't say anything to anybody. Let's just say we broke up, whatever. She goes, Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. Don't worry about it. The next day she told the whole school. It's really funny. You know, and they're like oh, this guy he doesn't know how to kiss. I fucking got she got pounded by that. She wanted she didn't you know how how to swap spit? I didn't know it then just as simple i had no idea you're seventh grade i was i didn't even jerk off yet so i had no clue no, I, didn't, I didn't know how to kiss i didn't, I didn't know want to swap i
0: didn't want my tongue in some weird girl and tongue. she
1: and she was like the hottest chick in the town i couldn't believe it she was a year older than me i'm like man it's unbelievable and she you know like after like a month i like, got. i'm done with this guy i think i said let's go meet at the swings you know that was probably a bad move
0: <laughs> I'll meet you by the, by the
1: swings. You know, <laughs> I mean, when I was like in the first
0: grade in New York City, there was a girl, Debbie Dominguez. They used to show me a tits for a quarter. In the first grade, it's a good deal. She used to get a forty-five single, mm-hmm. right? She'd pull up her shirt and get the single and put you know, the, the hole, right? And put the nipple in the first grade. I still think about this. Like, where is this crazy bitch? She used to show it to me under the monkey bars, and she had like three brothers that were guerrillas, the Dominguez brothers. And I was like, why are you showing me a ditch? It's give me a quarter. I used to quarter her every day. She wanted <laughs> those little things of orange juice and a hot dog. Quarter, fucking 1968.
1: That's uh, great. 40. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it,
0: it again, back to <laughs> listening to like music that's like old. That same song, Lay It Down. I'm driving with my wife. My daughter's in the back. I'm looking out the window, and I'm just listening to the lyrics. And before they break into a solo, they go like, you know, give me a chance to prove myself in the sack or whatever the fuck the guy says. And I'm thinking about, like, that album came out when basically I was 21 years old. And you're fucking very, you don't know where you land. You don't know how to act, you know. And I'll never forget being at a bar in Carbondale, Colorado. I'm 21 years old. And I'm talking to two guys that I, I lived with one guy, and the other guy's name was Big Ed. He was like a fucking six foot five guy that got his dick sucked every day. Like, he had like a two foot dick. He was like a beginning porno guy. Right. He didn't know how to get into porno. I'm, I'm dead serious with you. And I I was there with him, and he's like, Joey, talk to this girl. She wants to talk to you. And we were talking, and she's like, I sell like whatever. I have a van. I sell. I don't know what she sold. And I still remember to this day, like, looking at him going, hey, why don't we go to the van? I'll show you what I'm about or something. And she was like, ill. <laughs> and she just went away from me. And I'm like, where did that come from? Like, what am I going to do to in a vacuum van? Right. Like, I was that naive and that foolish. Like, till this day, I think about that. Like, I said something to her in a very wrong sexual, you know, but it was 1983. Who the fuck? Nobody cared. At that time, you could grab a woman by the hair and stick your dick in her ear. Nobody said nothing to you. These people were savages in the 80s. <laughs> There were savages in the 80s. Oh, yeah. If Louis C.K. was whacking off in front of you in 2020, think of what we were doing in the fucking 80s. So he didn't know. I was just a kid, and I didn't sexually harass her or nothing like that. I just She was, like, talking to me, and she was cute, and she was a little older. And I was like, hey, why don't we just go in a van or something? (laughs) Why don't we go? And she just looked at me like I was Ted Bundy. She's like, that's not going to happen. And then said something to Big Ed. Big Ed's like, hey, man. I don't know, she left mad, or I don't know what, she has a boyfriend or whatever, but it was just, but then you do that, and then maybe five years later, I, I'm at my house, and I want to snort some coke in bold, and I go to a party, and it's like, you know, the, the party's ending, I could catch some dealers that are, and there was a girl huh. downstairs shooting pool, and we shot like two rounds of pool, and she goes, do you want to play for money? And I go, no, my money's going to cocaine, and she goes, why don't we just do this? If I win, you suck my pussy or something. And if you win, you eat my p- I don't know what the fuck was going on. And I remember that I beat her and that we fooled around. And then she got dressed and goes, I got to go home. My husband's waiting on me. The kids got to go to school. I'll never forget that. I don't know what her name was.
1: The mom of a year. Yeah, said, I don't know name. what her
0: name was. I don't know. You know, when you think of all those things, you're like, what the fuck happened? And how fast did this light move?
1: <laughs> no, I know, man. My first girlfriend um, broke up with me because I used saran wrap instead of a condom on her. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. It was like the third time I ever had sex. I was a virgin with this girl or whatever. It was like my third time. And I didn't have a condom. We were fooling around in our parents' house. It was like 2 in the morning. They were sleeping. And she's like, I didn't think we were gonna have sex. I didn't have one on me. She's like, you don't have a condom. I'm like, hold on. I ran up in her, her kitchen naked, looking for a condom in a kitchen, like her parents are gonna have one in one of the drawers, you know. And I was looking around. I was out of my mind. I had a hard on, fucking testosterone. Seven, just turned eighteen. And then I found a saran wrap. I just ripped it off, and I was just, and I went down. It was dark, so she didn't know. I'm trying to work it in, and obviously, you know, it needs some lubrication. And then she turned the light on. She's like. What is that? I'm like, a uh, saran wrap? She's like, you fucking assholes. We started arguing. The parents woke up. Lights went on. And then like two days later, she broke up with me. She was so disgusted. I used to sit outside of her house and wait for her to come home, begging to take me back. Again, a condom made out of <laughs> saran wrap? That's American ingenuity. I ha- he had to hold it at the same time. That's smart people shit. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I I, I got to figure out something. That, I'm like, like- I, I need something.
0: You're the king of improvisation. Because it
1: would have worked. If it would have went in, it would have worked. i just have to hold it at the base. I'll
0: tell you how I know it would have worked. All those, you know, we had a bunch of, I think on the church, we had a bunch of discussions about the the massage parlors in North Hollywood. And I always knew somebody like the, the one guy went on Rogan, the guy that painted Facebook headquarters. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chow or Chow? show he yeah. went on there and said he went to a massage parlor the chick had to be 40 she ate his asshole she was no she was older than 40 she was like they 55 still have the address
1: I don't know <laughs> I, I don't
0: know he said, he said he went in there and he goes when is a young girl available and the girl was like no young girl today it's me and he goes, how bad could it be? He goes, she picked up my dick and started eating my ass for openers, you know that. <laughs> for, so, for openers, when somebody opens with an eating ass, they, yeah, they're a savage. They just bypassed the whole situation. So I heard different stories, and there was a guy that used to go to jujitsu with me that used to basically go to jujitsu, change, and then walk right over to the massage parlor, like maybe seven doors down. And he told me that in there because if they get raided. They can't have the condoms on premises. It's already prostitution, but they have tons of fucking saran wrap and boxes of rubber bands, and that's what they would do. That's what they would do. They would put saran wrap on your dick, a rubber band, and the Chinese chick or Japanese or Korean or whatever, Vietnamese or Thai, I don't want to insult nobody, they would suck your dick with the saran wrap on, and then the rubber bands on the bottom, they just pull it out and throw it away. I had a couple guys tell me that they went to all those North Hollywood. They were disgusting. Those things, I don't know how people do it. I don't want to massage that bad. I walked into like one or two of them that were kind of weird. Like, you're like, and then my buddy turned me on to a good massage place that you could just, you know, you could do whatever you wanted to. It was guys. It was guys and one Asian chick rubbing you down. But the rest of those places, I got yeah. caught in one of those things one time in Michigan. I just. You know, I was green. I was a feature act. It was like maybe my first weekend as a feature act, and my shoulder was stuck from driving. You know, I had to drive 22 hours. My shoulder got stuck, and I walked into one of those places in Michigan, and the chick at the door was Lucy Lou Jack. <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on. She's like, come in the back. Take off all your clothes. I go, why do I have to take off my clothes? is my shoulder. She goes, take off all your clothes. And I go, okay. I took off my clothes dog she sent the C team in that motherfucker she greeted you but then she sent oh me. yeah yeah
1: they always put the good looking one out front but then they send the scrubs in
0: and I just picked up $250 from doing five shows in Michigan that's what you get you know and I'm driving back and I'm trying to make ends meet and she's rubbing my shoulder and I'm sitting there like what the fuck is next and she stopped and she goes for $40 I give you a job. and I'm like you have no fucking I $40 Maybe, maybe a dollar or two for 40 hours. I can do it myself. Plus, I'm broke. I got to <laughs> eat those Subway sandwiches, those veggie and cheese. Oh, yeah. I ran the fuck out of there when that late. I don't want anybody fucking whacking me off. I'm too old. After you're
1: 21, I don't want a fucking hand job from anybody. The first time my friend went in one, I was like, How was it? Because I was like, I don't know if I want to go in there. He goes, He goes, I was done in seven, Mississippi. You know how he used to, when you play for one Mississippi, two, two Mississippi, Miss- he goes, I, <laughs> sat, I counted a seven Mississippi and I came. I'm like, that doesn't seem like it's worth it then. He paid four. <laughs> you, <laughs>
0: know
1: you know how bad I would feel
0: if I paid a woman for sex? And I came like in two minutes, like I usually do, which no, nothing's going to change. Whether you're Wonder Woman or you still can't control that after all these the years, chubby chick. Yeah, I no. <laughs> right. you can breathe, You can breathe and close your eyes and shit. And you, you know, it's very hit and miss. But usually, yeah. I'm a minute, minute and a half. If I really focus and think, hey, I can't do it in the morning no more, I get all rushed up and anxiety. Really? But if I really focus and take my time, I'm okay. I could do,
1: you know. What about when you used to do coke back in the day? Because usually you could fuck for hours on coke. I never did coke, so I don't know. the first load came fast. That came fast? That came on the tits.
0: Right. (laughs) And then you do a little bit more coke and uh, fucking... Right, and you're up
1: all night, so it's not like there's any pressure to get... But
0: then your dick dies. Then, like... I was in situations were horrible. One night I was doing, I was going to have a threesome. Never had a threesome in my life. I'm in Miami. It's a chubby chick and a good-looking chick, and they're like, come back. The chubby chick takes off her of clothes. I'm all coked up. I'm watching fucking one of those late-night talk shows. It's a Tuesday night. They're swapping spit. They're eating their pussy, and they're like, join in. Guess what? I got dead dick. My dick is a turtle. My dick already went into the skin. The only thing that's right. out there is the wing sock. i <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just see me sitting here? I mean, if I was involved, I would. If I could be involved, they kept coming over. Don't you want to join in? No. And then after the night, and we passed out. I went to pee at like eight in the morning. All of a sudden, I had like a two-foot dick. And I'm trying to
1: wake up the two girls. Let's do right.
0: it. Let's. Like, go away. Go away. It's too late. We're tired. We gotta go to the dentist at 11. Yeah, you gotta capitalize on
1: that moment when it's yeah, happening.
0: I well oh, no, I've never been good at that shit. You know, <laughs> I I know people who brag, they go for two hours and they went all night, they didn't sleep. I think that happened to me one time when I was nineteen. Right. She was twenty seven. So I wasn't navigating the ship. It was her ship. She knew what she was doing. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. And she kept me up all night. That's when she put the sponge in the pussy. Remember in the 80s? It was 83, so this chick had her, uh, it wasn't a diaphragm. Oh, yeah, it was, it was sponge, that sponge. Yeah,
1: yeah. I remember that thing, yeah. A little sponge. And one day it flew out it just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hit the sponge? I'm what not you sure. You know, I was too young and right. retarded.
0: I was retarded. You
1: needed someone, like you had a 27-year-old. When I was like 20, I had a 38-year-old. Yeah, you She somebody. would rock our world. She went through all of our friends, all my friends. Did she? she just all, yeah. Sat separate times or whatever like that. I'm like, this woman taught us. I never saw a woman on all fours before in my life. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. She's walking around naked. I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. This uh, girl. But was, she she taught me the ropes. I'm sure that 27-year-old did, too. She filled in some holes. Okay. There was a couple of <laughs> holes in my game. It was amazing, because I was 19.
0: She was 29, and she had a sister, Tia. They were from Milwaukee, and they were my neighbors in Aspen when I first moved to uh whatever the fuck, Basalt, Holland Hills. And she used to cut my hair. And one day I'm sitting and she's cutting my hair. We were friends already. And one thing led to another. And she goes, just, what's going on with you? Do you have a girlfriend? I go, not yet. I got a crush on you. And I put my hand up her skirt. And she took my hand out. She didn't say nothing. She goes, you want it that way? She goes, I'll tell you what. I kind of like you too. She goes, but I can't fuck you while you're my neighbor. She goes, you're moving out in 11 days, then we could have an affair. I swear to God. I moved out July 1st of 83. She was at my house July 2nd <laughs> with brie cheese and apples and a blanket. And I'm like, what the fuck is brie cheese? Right. And wine. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a fucking animal from Jersey. I just wanted to hit her in the head with a glass wine and fuck <laughs> her and eat a pussy. That's it. And we're on the grass in the middle of Snowmass Village with like a real fucking... A real picnic. Like, I have never been in a picnic <laughs> right. in my fucking life. Yeah, and all I want to do is fuck. And right. she wants to eat brie cheese and rub it uh. on an apple and drink wine. And uh. Ask me about the fruitiness of the wine. And I, I, I just, I, I, listen, I got to fuck you. Like, I can't take this. And she's like, okay, we went back to the house. We just did it in the shower. She had the hairiest pussy I ever saw. So this is how, when you're 18, you, you do creepy things, but you don't remember them until when you move back to Jersey. (laughs) So she rocked my world so hard that afternoon, guys. Like she came over like at 1, and she left like at 4, and it was like like I was blown the fuck away. It was like seeing somebody for for like Sabbath for the first time. Right. My mouth was wide the fuck open. And I took a shower, and I got my head together, and I smoked some pot, and I was like, damn it. I'm going to get more of that pussy. Guys, I walked from Snowmass Village because I just had so much energy. I wanted a her so bad. I hitchhiked down to Snowmass. He was going to Aspen. I was going to Basalt. I walked to fucking Basalt. I think somebody picked me up towards the end. She got off of She worked at the grog shop in Aspen, a wine store. And she got off of work at like nine. It took her like maybe 30 minutes. I, I'll never forget. I was sitting in the weeds on a chair when she pulled up to the grog shop and I'm like, I got to hit this again. Cause I didn't give you my best show. Right. Like you fucking <laughs> wore me out. <laughs> and that was the night I stayed up with her all night. And then I started dating her. We dated till about then she wanted me to go to the Rocky Hara picture show and yeah. That's where you lost
1: me. Yeah, like I already went. Yeah, fuck I already ate your ass. Yeah, really I already went on a picnic you. with you. I'm yeah. not going anywhere else. I went on a couple <laughs> picnics with her. She you was, did? You know,
0: she was a white chick. That's what they like to yeah, do. You know, liked to
1: yeah, do. I know. They like that corn. They like to do and shit. rub your feet and all that. She was really Make a, nice. sandwich there, no, a sandwich and sit there. No, breached cheese and apples no, and That was it. That was it. Okay. Yeah, you didn't drink wine then. I didn't even know what the fuck wine was. I drank a bottle of wine in North Bergen. I robbed from Albertsons
0: that... A half gallon of Julio Gallo shit. Oh, yeah, that
1: stuff, yeah. I
0: had a headache for four fucking days. Oh, yeah, but- it's the
1: worst. But you always had to have it just in case you had girls over. Keep the wine. Just have wine. Because no, no chick wants to drink Bud cans. You know, that's all we drank was Budweiser in a can. Well, if can. you're doing coke, they'll drink whatever the fuck right, you Right, whatever want. you have. But it's always good to have that wine. Drink
0: I give you. I got fucking McGregor whiskey. It tastes like I- ass but it don't matter.
1: <laughs> the worst was if you were metalhead and you got a girl back, you you know, you wanted to put on some music in the background, but you know, you you have all heavy metal shit, so it's you know they want, I would put I'm like well let me I, I remember putting Ozzy on like Goodbye to Romance that was a slow song that's a good jam yeah I know but it's just like that's I didn't good. have anything no, they so don't then I went it. out and bought that a album Yeah, that first Charday album Tremendous. was a fucking that was a closer fire fire that, fire. that one and, and like a Madonna I forgot what Madonna one the first Madonna maybe yeah just have those two in the collection my friends would make fun of me like you got a what are you gay I'm like no I go I need this I got fucking Iron Maiden doesn't have any ballads I can't put fucking The Trooper on <laughs> When this chick trying to get her in the mood, so I throw that on. So I always had those two. That Sade album was fucking phenomenal. It was like Mariana Rivera. Oh,
0: the first two Sade albums, a fucking classic. Classic. You have the first one? Still? I Probably
1: still. Probably yeah, still, we gotta, yeah. We
0: got to borrow for the album of the week. That's yeah, a good know, I know, I know. That's a great fucking album. That, that, I like Sade. I even like, I just got her greatest hits. I downloaded it on something. The greatest hits isn't bad. just something different to listen to in the gym.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit like that. You can't lose the Sabbath every fucking I don't know day. if I can work out to short though. Oh. Nah, but when you're on a plane or something. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, something, you, yeah. yeah, you want to be mellow. Yeah, I'll throw some goofy shit on every once in a while. You got any dates coming up, Tarzan? Um, yeah, when the July 2nd, Pottawatoma Casino in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm there, and then July 7th through 9th, Side Splitters in Tampa. And then the improv in Tampa on Sunday, uh, July 10th. Where are you at? Where are you in Albany Wednesday night? What Thursday? Yeah, August that will three? be tonight. Yeah.
0: That's fucking great,
1: man. Yeah, so I'm doing that. And then my podcast, Everybody is Awful every Monday. I do Patreon, do three extra podcasts a week on my <sighs> Patreon. So everybody's awful out every Monday. And join the Patreon. Well, you got to see the fucking neighbors. We didn't have to Zoom this time. Yeah, I know. It was great. I'm like, I could do this podcast. It's right around the corner. Right around the far- fucking corner. It was at 11 o'clock. I left at 1058. That's <laughs> beautiful. Fucking perfect. <laughs> but I'm
0: excited about the Bird Tour. I'll see you motherfuckers in Bristol. I don't know. South Carolina, Mississippi. I'm excited. I saw I saw the videos. He's yeah. doing a great job. No,
1: Bird's great, man. He knows. Bird's
0: doing a great job. So uh, hopefully I'll see you motherfuckers out there. And that's it. I want to thank Jimmy for coming on. I want to thank you motherfuckers for supporting us. And now for a word from my motherfucking sponsors, Jack. All right, you bad motherfuckers. I want to thank Jimmy. Plus, I want to thank you guys. I'm excited about going on the road. So we won't be having a podcast on Monday. We'll be back next Wednesday, cocksuckers. But listen, in the meanwhile, the joint is brought to you by Stamps.com. I love Stamps.com regardless of whether you got a business with 100 employees or or a business with three employees. Why take time out of your day to go to a post office when you can just do everything from your office, or home, or wherever you send packages from. Make mailing and shipping quick, easy, and cost effective. Listen to that word, cost effective. That's my favorite fucking word. It's easy, anybody could do it. If I could do it, you could do it. Stamp.com gives you access to all post office and UPS shipping services. Save up to 30% off on USPS rates and over 80 on UPS rates. All you need is your regular computer and printer. No special supplies, no genies, no wizards. You'll be up and running in minutes. So stop wasting time and start saving some Gitas when you go to stamps.com to mail and ship. This is the only way to go. Sign up with promo code Joey, J-O-E-Y and get a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments. Just go to Stamps.com right now. Click on the microphone at the top of the page and enter code Joey. You're going to enter a world of savings, and your business is going to be that much better. Stamps.com, code Joey, J-O-E-Y. The joint is also brought to you by CBD Lion. Like I've said it for the last three years, when you're working with CBD line, you'll know it. I don't care if you're a lifter or a jujitsu. I don't care if you got a fucking pogo stiff. We all get injuries from time to time. We slip, whatever. You can rub the cream on your muscles, the gummies to help you relax at night. They got melatonin. I mean, they got a delta-8 gummies. I'm going to save you 20% right off the bat, and you're going to be fucking looking out the window going, why do I hear Chinese music? That's what I'm talking about with CBD Lion. Whether it's the kinesiology tape, the bath balls, the cream. I mean, listen, they come at you from every direction. They leave no stone unturned. Go to cbdlion.com right now, pressing code JOEY or JOINT and get 20% off your first motherfucking order. It's that simple. I want to thank stamps.com and I want to thank CBD Lion. I want to thank Manscaped. I want to thank The Freeze Pipe and I want to thank Jimmy Florentine for coming in house today. And making my life a lot fucking easier. I love you, cocksuckers. I'll either see you Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday on the birth tour. If not, I'll be back next Wednesday. Stay black. Uncle Joey loves you. And I'll see you then.